Welcome to episode three of the Unscripted Playbook. I am BJ Charles. I'm with my co-host, Jonathan Petridis. How are you doing, sir? Let's do it. <laughs> He's ready to go. I love it. I love it. Just a reminder, I'll have three topics. John has three topics. We'll discuss them at length. And curious to hear your input. Don't forget our um, social media page uh, on Instagram and Twitter, Unscripted uh, PB. So, I think, who where are we going to first, Jay? Is it me or you? It's you this it week. It is me. And just to remind everybody, we do not know each other's topics. We do not. All right, but we kind of do because, I mean. Well, we, we, probably, we know <laughs> when we read the news, we know that you're going to have something that I think you're going to have, and you probably know one that I'm going to have, but the other, or maybe not. Maybe we'll just screw with each other and you don't know. Maybe you'll decide to not include it. There's been a few times where you've caught, you've caught me off guard, so I will do it again. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will, and I'm looking forward to catching you as well. So here, here goes surprise number one. Um, Matthew Stafford traded to the LA Rams for Jared Goff. Not, I'm not finished. Are you ready for this? Third round pick in 2021, first round pick in 2022, and a first round pick in 2023. So I actually, I actually did some research into this because. I, like you, I'm sure. I was like, this is a lopsided trade. So there has to be more to it, correct? Is that how you felt? I, I'm, there's no point in me going into it because hopefully what you're about to tell me explains this because on paper, I don't understand it. And there must be a salary thing because I know Goff came with a huge salary, but if you know anything else, please, we're all <laughs> desperate to hear something. All desperate to hear. All right, here we go. So the first thing I looked into was the definition of QBR. So this is actually from, I think, episode two. Is that correct? We, might have been episode one. It might have been episode might one. Have been episode one. Okay. Is that relevant for, for this trade? It is because um, their QBRs are actually very similar. Very, very similar. So QBR is adjusted total, back, uh, total quarterback rating, which values a quarterback on all play types on a scale of one to 100. Scale is adjusted for the strength of opposing defensive's face. So that that was a main point I kind of left out. So if you're just playing bad teams, bad defenses all year, your QBR is going to be lower than if, if you played a perfect game. It wouldn't matter. Okay. Makes sense? So yep. Goff is 26 years old. His total QBR, which is one, uh, of 1 to 100, is 57. However, his contract... I didn't know this is is ridiculous. So yeah, four years, hundred nineteen million or something. Wow. So he's he's broken down twenty five million next year, ten million the following year, twenty million twenty million in the third year, and twenty one million in the fourth year. Okay. And he's in he's in his second year now, or he just completed the first year of that. He just completed the first year of it, and he's uh, that goes through till twenty twenty four. It's a good sign when you know you're one year in after a four year deal and. <laughs> Your manager is calling everyone that he possibly can. Right, right. So Stafford's 32 years old, so he's got six years on Goff. Um, his QBR was 59, so two higher than Goff, which is not much when you think about it. Is, is it, the QBR really the be-all and end-all of it is. a good QB? Okay, It is, yeah. It really breaks everything down for you. So he's at 59. He's owed 33 million, 26 million, and then... Three million in his last year of this contract, which is so. Wait, Stafford is still owed three years worth of contract. Correct, but his last year of his contract is only three million. But the other two are mid twenties, thirty-three and twenty-six. Jay, that's wow, wow. So it's okay. pretty. It's pretty crazy when you look at this trade, and I'm still kind of baffled. Like, what do you think after after I told you those numbers? 
QBR and salary. What do you think? I think it's a bit early for Goff's numbers to be accurate because you said he's got six years difference. Stafford's number is Stafford's number because he's done it for so long. It's not going to affect his average too much because mm-hmm. he maybe has two, three years left. Whereas Goff, I think, has to get higher. So right. I, I, I still don't think it makes sense to me because there's so many picks coming with it. That's the part that confuses me. Straight up, I thought this deal was going to be Stafford for Goff, end of story. The fact that there was a third rounder, another first rounder, and then another first rounder, I think it was the year 2047 that it ends up coming in. Why? That I don't get, but it's uh, it's got to be salary. But maybe you're telling me something with this QBR. Maybe that's why. Maybe yeah. you're, are you telling me they're equal quarterbacks? Pretty much. Like if you look at their, I took, uh, Stafford was over a course of 10 years. Jared Goff was over a course of four years. So I took out a couple years where um, Jared Goff was in his rookie year uh, and started on just a couple of the last se- uh, regular season games. I took out a couple uh, Stafford's first two years, which was the same case. He wasn't a starting quarterback. So that is basically them as a starter in the league. That's good. That's yeah. a good way to that's a good way to even it out. But again, let's go back to the talent they had. Right. Who aside from Megatron did Stafford have? Um he I mean, he didn't have an incredible weapons and he had like Megatron retired in his prime, which was really unfortunate, but um, obviously, Marvin Jones, Galladay, those are his current weapons. Yeah, but Galladay's we all been know hurt from, all year. <laughs> we all know from fantasy football, those yeah. guys live on the waiver wire. For Unless sure. you're on a 12-team fantasy league, they they just, they're fringe pickups, then they drop. Pick up, drop. They're, I wouldn't consider them high-end receivers at all. No, I wouldn't say they're high-end receivers at all. I mean, definitely by far, Stafford's best quarterback in his time there was Calvin Johnson, who was Megatron, unreal. Yep. Yeah. Unreal. What about okay? What about Goff? He hasn't had much time, but who are his go-to's? He's got Robert Woods. He's got uh, uh, Cooper Cup. Exactly. He's got, he's got that's Higby. already two. That's already one more than Megatron had. Yeah, he had Todd Gurley. He had some weapons. He had some weapons. It's weird how how quickly they lost faith, though. That's what I'm confused about. And I and mm-hmm. I'm kind of on your side. I'm like, if this trade happened, and if there were picks, I feel like it'd be the other way around. Six years yep. is still six years. Like. Taking on a 32-year-old you think would be more more of an issue. Right. Instead of picking up a first-round pick, was Goff a first overall pick or a first-round no, pick? No, no, he was uh He was a first-round pick. He wasn't a first. Okay. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna Akbar. Lo- I know. I wish Akbar was here. Um, I'm not 100% sure if he was. You th- you're, you're, concern- you're questioning whether Jared Goff was a first-round pick or a first-round pick? He's definitely a first-round pick. I just don't know where he was selected first overall pick in the 2016 NFL draft. And I think, I actually think Drew Stafford was a first overall pick back in the day as well. Drew Stafford. Was he not? Uh, Matthew Stafford. You mean? Drew Stafford. Who's Drew Stafford? I don't know. You said, you said Drew Stafford. <laughs> no. Oh, well, <laughs> or did I, I say Drew call Stafford? Him, I don't know, but his friends call him Drew. I think. <laughs> Can we talk about how much you love Matthew Stafford as your as your yeah? While you're searching for confirmation on the fact, so we've yeah. confirmed Jared Goff was a first overall pick, correct? And I thought Stafford was also. I know he was first round. He may or may not have been a first round pick, a first a first overall pick, because quarterbacks yeah. always go first. He was drafted in the first round, first overall. You were right yeah. in two thousand nine. So that's Impressive. two first overall picks being traded for each other. Right. One is much younger, and yep. yet. 
the younger one comes with future picks. <laughs> I think it's, it's yeah. When you said they gave up on him quick, I thought the exact same thing. Yeah, you know, I watched some Rams games this year, and he wasn't that difficult to watch. But again, he's got two very good receivers right now, right? And a decent a decent backfield. I mean, Eckler is, makes him look really good too. He has a running back that can catch almost anything. He had a season where he had 30 TDs, then he went down to 28, and then his last two years were like 20-ish. So he's had a little bit of decline in his last two years. However, you don't have Todd Gurley this year. I mean, that's going to take that's going to hurt you a little bit. I don't know. And they were weird with Todd Gurley last year where they weren't really playing him. I, I don't know if they're trying to save him for trade bait. I don't know. It's it's just it's odd to me. I'm just shocked by the picks. Straight yep. up, I'm with you. Straight up, it's like, yeah, let's just swap quarterbacks. I'm good with this. Maybe one draft pick going to um, going to uh, uh, L.A. Is that right? Yes. No, Detroit. would be Detroit. No, L.A. Yes, L.A. I had the same issue trying to understand, <laughs> trying to understand how the trade would work because everyone sees Goff as a better asset. Right. So everyone's trying to do the math here on, okay, wait. The fact that Goff's coming with a bunch of picks, wait a second, does that mean they're valuing Stafford more than they're right. valuing Goff? Is, am I reading this wrong? Right. I bet you a lot of people read that and they're, they're thinking in their heads, oh, hold on, let me reread that. I, I, I accidentally read that the picks come along with Goff. Oh, wait, I just read it again. The picks are still <laughs> coming along with Goff. So yes, there, I did some more research on it. And to me, it sounded like the Rams just could not unload that contract. So right. They they found somebody and they're just saying, okay, you know what? Let's just get rid of Goff. We don't care what we get. And the fact that they got Stafford. And did still... you hear the most recent rumors tonight before we hopped on? No, is Stafford getting traded for someone else? <laughs> Stafford's going the other way for more picks. No, Tom Brady uh, and <laughs> seven picks. <laughs> the Rams heavily pursued Aaron Rodgers, and the Packers said, "Not interested. Leave now." <laughs> <laughs> please we are not well, interested so rogers that means aaron Rodgers saw that too then well yeah you have a feeling it, it makes me think that they talked and they're like let's just chill out you just came off like a depressing loss we'll figure things out we'll figure out your contract and then boom because if he wanted to be traded they obviously would have looked at options to trade him right he'd be interesting in the rams eh that'd be scary yeah, he'd be good. He'd be really good. Oh man, he'd be I really wouldn't mind good that anywhere. actually. Would you he'd care? Be, would you be still a Rogers fan, or what would I'd you? I'd be do? a Rogers fan, but I mean, if it's Packers versus Rams, I'm I'm cheering for the Packers. Yeah, obviously. Okay, yeah. cool, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad we talked about that trade. I knew it was going to be first, of course. Um, what you got? Oh yeah. So, total left field here. Okay. Uh, golf. Let me just preface this: you don't have to be a golf fan. You don't have to like golf. You just have to understand what it's like to be a good person to really be involved in this topic. So Patrick Reed, <laughs> Beach, <laughs> are you fist pumping? Yeah. No, I'm, oh, you got me. So, okay. all right. Oh, you had him too on your list. I didn't did. you? I did. Well, too bad. <laughs> Patrick Reed is a, a golfer. Patrick Reed is not well liked amongst his, his teammates, I guess, or his cohorts in the, in the PGA. And now he has another reason why they don't like him his first incident was oh man i'm gonna name these off because some are still so so dumb the first one is I, what do you think i should do beach should i start from the start or go go to the most recent 
Um, what's, your, what, what's your thought? I start at the start. I think it'll kind of give give everyone more of a clear picture of the okay. type of individual this man is. Okay, so the PGA the PGA gives Patrick Reed four tickets to see a Red Sox game. I don't know if you know this story, Beach. <laughs> yeah, I did. Right. They give yeah. him four tickets to see a Red Sox game, very close up in an area that they call Line Drive Alley, which anyone would just love to be in. They cost hundreds of dollars. You're close to the field, great seats. He decides to take it to social media and say, I don't have the exact quote, and I'm not going to bother reading it, but the gist was, thanks so much to the PGA Tour for getting me tickets for myself and my wife and I think two other girls, maybe sisters, in, in Line Drive Alley. And when I read that, I thought, oh, that's nice. Turns out that is entirely sarcastic. And he follows it up with elected to buy $650 seats so I could really enjoy the game. That's his first thing, making fun of the PGA for hooking him up with free tickets and sarcastically thanking them on Twitter. Next, 2014, he misses a putt, similar to what Justin Thomas just experienced this year. And he utters a homophobic slur rather loud. And it wasn't COVID at the time. And there's a gallery, but we could hear it. So he called himself an effing F, if that means anything to anybody, would figure out what what homophobic slur that would mean. Then, 2019, he, oh my goodness, so so funny. He's in a sand trap. It's in a hole in the sand trap. During his practice swing, as you may or may not know, you are not allowed to touch the sand with your club. You are not allowed to improve your lie whatsoever in golf. What does he do? During his backswing, he knocks down the mound of sand behind the ball, thus reducing the depth of the hole that his ball is sitting in. He doesn't do it once. He does it twice. He blames the camera angle, saying that if you saw it from a different camera angle, in fact, his lie was not improved. It doesn't even deny the fact that he touched his club to the sand. Nonetheless, that happens. Now, what does he do this weekend? He hits a ball, shanks it to the side. It bounces very visibly in the rough. And then he goes up to it. He picks it up, which you're not allowed to do. And he moves it somewhere else. Then he calls over the official and says, hey, my ball, uh, there's a ball mark there. My ball was embedded into the ground. Can you feel that? And the official said, yeah, that feels like there was a little bit of a hole there. He goes, okay, so I, I already picked it up and I moved it over there. And the official, for some reason, says, okay. Now, that's blatant cheating. If he was an actual sportsman, you wait for the official, you show your ball being embedded, and you ask for permission to drop it. No, no, no. He just goes in there, takes it, and moves it. Beach, let me hear your thoughts. <laughs> Sorry for the rant, man. I just no, wanted to make it clear how no. much this guy is a... Listen. I don't know what word to describe him with, but he is a... He's, he's just... I don't know. Go ahead. You, you you did very well. I have a few others just to add to it before I, I, I follow. <laughs> oh, perfect. In perfect. college, he was accused of cheating and stealing from his own teammates. Okay. Um, in 2014, he was accused. Uh, he accused a camera crew of making noise and refused to take a shot until they left to the other side of the green. Okay, you brought that up seems the- that seems fair. Okay, cool. Um, in the 2018 Ryder Cup, he threw his captain Jim Furyk under the bus for benching uh, benching him on Saturday, and also Jordan Spieth. He basically said he didn't want to play with him, and that's why they weren't playing together. Uh, you mentioned the bunker. And then this is very similar to what happened this weekend. 
So his ball found the rough. In 2016 in the tournament, his ball found the rough. He was about 280 yards from the pin. It was a par five, okay? He pulled out his pitching wedge to patten down the grass behind his ball, did it four or five times, put his pitching wedge away, grabbed his wood, and hit his ball. Is that allowed? That is not allowed. You're improving the lie of your ball. You're, you're not allowed doing that. <laughs> <laughs> that was being sarcastic, but yeah, I, I'm yeah. glad it sparked you, though. That right? was good. 2020 US Open, same thing he does. He's, he's about to take his chip shot. He patents, he pats the, the grass behind his ball, creates a better lie for himself, and then hits the ball. So we don't even have time to, to, to go back and forth on this, and I don't think we need to. No. I just wanted to... I just wanted to condense all of his nasty actions into one segment. Then you added to it, which is great. So safe to say he's not really well liked on the tour. I think he sounds like a pretty awful human being overall. Yes, he does donate money. I mean, I did come across that and he does need to be he he does need to be acknowledged for the fact that he does donate money, but I mean, he won the tournament today. He won a tournament after helping himself and ignoring the rules. Do we yeah. dare go back to, should that be taken away from him? <laughs> so here's the thing. I have an issue with the rules and I have an issue with what he did because what rule if, issue would you have? You can't just pick up anything. You can't pick up a ball. That's the rule. So I actually read, I read article uh, four, 14.2 of the PJ tour manual <laughs> book um, on embedded balls. So basically how it works and it, actually the same issue happened to Roy McIlroy. In the, in the same round and he didn't call over an official his the the group he was playing with saw his ball was embedded he confirmed it with himself with his caddy he was able to mark his ball pick it up take a free drop it's a weird rule but apparently so you said you said his his teammates confirmed it was embedded his uh his group his group that he was playing with the other his, golfers and the caddies yeah exactly okay so who who um who did that for Patrick Reed? Apparently they did as well. Apparently the golfers confirmed and the caddies and, and a volunteer as well confirmed. No, I watched the entire thing and yeah. only one volunteer said it did not bounce. Yeah, the volunteer said it didn't bounce and then the other players said it didn't bounce as well. But, but no one saw it embedded. No, nobody saw it embedded because exactly. he moved it before. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Which is That's weird. That's my concern. So the PGA is saying that him and McElroy followed the rule properly. And if they're, that's what they're saying, A, it's a stupid rule, and B, I don't trust, I don't trust Reed at all, especially with his history. Like, come on. He moved it, and then he started acting like he was this great guy, and be like, you know, I, I didn't, I just brought you over here because I just wanted to make sure everything was cool. And <laughs> I want to make it if, very clear, I do not like him. I do not like him. Okay, Reed at okay, all. okay. The official yeah. after the official is being explained, it he goes, you could see his eyes looking. He goes, you're pointing to an empty spot. Where is your ball? And the commentators are saying, but wait, he's already moved it. It's yeah. obviously not allowed. No. Anyway. It, it, it's it's it, because of the rain that fell on Friday, it's a rule that they implement. They also had a, um, a pickup, uh, dry and drop rule where you can clean your ball in the fairway because of the rain that fell on Friday. It was like two inches of rain where if you hit your ball in the fairway, you can because it turns muddy. You can pick it up, clean it, put it back. But you have to mark it on the exact same spot. I get so, it. Yeah, he didn't do that. No. Also, no, he didn't. 
him hitting a shot that's nicely laid up on some grass versus a ball that's submerged. (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway, let's leave it. He's actually starting to irritate me. The more research you do on this guy, the more you realize he just doesn't seem like a good dude. He has Uh, a a long list, a long laundry list. Yeah, I I, I realized that. uh, Sarcastically thanking your boss, the PGA Tour, for hooking you up with tickets and then referencing the fact that they were not usable and in a dangerous position. So he bought his own and then saying the price tag of what he had yeah, to spend. Wasn't it like six seventy five? He's like six hundred and fifty dollars he had to spend. Right. And he said it twice in the tweet or something like that. Oh, I only read it once, but he you know <sighs> his career earnings are over a hundred million dollars. So I don't think saying the six fifty is important, except as a Oh, man, I don't want to talk about him he, anymore. To he, be took a, he took a lot of heat for that on social media. Apparently people were making fun of him coming after him again. Yeah. I don't, I don't condone that mockery, but that in that case, just shut down his account. Okay. <laughs> I You're like up. It. All right. Um, have you watched, uh, are you a karate kid fan, Jay? Not. No, I, no. I think I watched it once when it came out. Uh, are you, why uh, is this Cobra Kai? This is Cobra Kai. Yeah. I still don't understand what what that means. I thought it was a show on Netflix. It's a dojo in the Karate Kid, and they made a they made a knockoff uh, TV series on Netflix. It's pretty cheesy, okay. but it's also very well done. It's intentionally cheesy, so I thought this this was pretty cool. I want to get your thoughts on it? Uh, basically, the Washington Capitals. What they're doing is um, after every game, they're giving out headbands for the offensive player of the game and the defensive player of the game. So for the offensive player of the game, they're getting uh, Cobra Kai headbands, which is one dojo. And then for the defensive player of the game, they're getting the Miyagi, Miyagi-Do headbands, which I think is pretty cool. So they, they bring them up, they put it on their heads, they tie them. I think it's pretty cool. I, I, I like it. <laughs> I'm I, rolling my eyes it, for those who you can't need to see. Watch, you need to watch Karate Kid. You need to watch it. I'm telling oh, you. Oh, I did watch it. I know it's an it's an epic show. It's on all the time now. I see it. It's hard movie. to watch in it's standard def, but it's, it's yeah, a movie. sorry, a movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course, man. Wax on, wax off. I know. It's legendary. Okay. Man, so cool. Anyway. The old man with a goatee teaches his yes. young pupil. Yes. Um, Daniel's son, right? Yes, yes. Okay. You're coming with it. Okay. Oh, I, I know the concept. I just... Hold on. Is is Washington... Uh, I feel like some of our friends are going to make fun of me for this, but <laughs> are is the Washington Capitals broadcasting this on social media constantly? Or like, how did you find this out? Do they keep it in the locker room or are they... Bra- are they are it's they in the ex- locker room. It's in the locker room. So how do you know about it? Because the NHL and I'm pretty sure the Washington Capitals social media pages is posting about it. That's my issue. If, really? Yeah, you know, but this is going to make everyone angry when I say that. Is that... <laughs> <laughs> do these things in the locker room, motivate each other. Don't broadcast it. I don't know if they're saying like, come watch me do it. They're just, someone's in there with a video camera and microphone and, and they're recording it. You don't like the behind the scenes stuff that goes on in locker rooms. You don't, you don't appreciate the, like the inside loop. No, not the force stuff like that. Not the, I don't know. But is, it, issues. is it the teams that's forcing it or is it the, the PR people that are forcing it? The team can simply say one word. No, you don't come yeah. in here. No, this is for us. No, this is not something we want to go around the league. No, this is private motivation for our teammates. There's so many things. They, but again, I know I'm the only person here because everyone else would say, market your brand, broadcast your team, right. get more fan interest, show more raw stuff behind the scenes. This is content, blah, blah, blah. So I'm alone on that. I know it. I just mm-hmm. don't like it. But is it the right thing to do to make your team talk? 
it's to get talks, right? It's to get to people talking about your team. So I'm all for the concept. And we're, do- like, hey, we're doing it. We've, we've got to do it, man. We got to get people liking this. I didn't do it. <laughs> just to be clear. <laughs> but you care. You care. Be honest. I want people who find this entertaining to keep watching. And we're listening. I, yeah. But I, yeah I oh, yeah. That's right. Not video. <laughs> coming soon. Video, maybe. Video. Maybe. Coming maybe. soon. YouTube page. Maybe. We'll see. Interesting, Beach. That was um, very arbitrary. And you, you didn't mean to spark my social media <laughs> issue, but well, it came up by accident. I want everyone to be very clear. Jonathan loves social it's, media. So, yes, the whole Mr. Mia, the whole Cobra Kai thing, I love it. Anything a team can do to spice up their locker room, I am all for it. It's been happening for years. I bet you other teams are doing other things. They're just not, they're maybe not um, as fresh. They're not as, as um, I guess, trendy as this one is right now. You know what I mean? Like the Oilers, yep. remember the big Oilers thing with Craig Conroy, Drew McGinley. Do you remember what their thing was after a playoff, a great playoff performance? Yeah. The hard hat, right? Yep. Yep. Same idea. For sure. I like it. It's pretty cool. The Hurricanes had, uh, what were they giving out last year? It was like the, these heavy chains they were giving out last year for the player to games and the playoffs and stuff. That was pretty cool. I like that stuff. And I, oh, and the guys love it in the locker room. They absolutely yeah. love it, man. And I want to see that. Like, that's pretty cool. Okay. But on you, that note, but you don't care. Yeah. Sorry. No, on that note. No, no. It makes me think of something else. Carolina mm-hmm. hurricane celebrations last season. Did you right. love them or did you hate them? I liked them. They're cool. They offended nobody. I, I love think. them. Yeah. I love them. I absolutely mm-hmm. love them. It made fans stay later. Right. It, it showed some creativity in the game. That's just really formulaic and get off the ice, blah, blah, blah. It was something to say. Thanks to the fans. I was all about that. Big fan. But like Brian Burke hated it. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, he's an old head. He's an old school guy. Just wants to play, get off the ice. Don't shake hands either. No need. He's very old school. Very old school. That's nasty. Very old school. Good job, Beach. That was a a good one. Way to get me fired up. Topic three. I'm ready to go now. (laughs) I have no idea where you're going with this, by the way. No, this is... um, this is not, this is nothing bad. It's just more, I'm curious of your thoughts on this because I'm seeing it creep up and it's the concept of retirement in sports. Okay. okay. Now, I, how do you feel about athletes that retire and come back? What's the first reaction that comes to your head right away? Um, honestly, I'm okay with it. Okay. So is there something about retirement that maybe I'm missing? Um, I, let, let me get to the point. Sure. How do you feel about multi-retirements? Multi-retirements, is a, it's a bit much. Okay. Yeah. So three major people that did it, two of them are <laughs> your, I'm not going to say heroes because it's that's an understatement. Yeah, there's one oh, behind you right okay. now. Cool. Wait, did Michael Jordan retire more than once? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just four, four times. Yeah. So Michael Jordan retired three times. Brett okay. Favre retired Actually, there's a question mark I've put next to his name because <laughs> I think he technically retired twice, but said he was going to retire five times. And then there's Roger Clemens who retired three times as well. Mm. We, we've done enough for him. The poor guy. I'm going to leave him alone. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> already taken a beating from us. He can sit yeah. this one out. Yeah, Let's focus sure. on Brett Favre. Okay, cool. Because Jordan has a free pass to do whatever he wants. Agree? No, not a Ooh. free pass. Okay, go. I, I, I didn't like the second, sorry, I was good with the, the I guess, the first two retirements because you got to retire to stop your career once you come back once. But then the the Washington Wizards, like, 
It's hard to watch sometimes. It was just, it's just, but like, here's the thing. He also, he averaged 20 points a game. Like it's not on like the he wizards was, on, on the, the wizards. wizards. Yeah. Who was his, who are his teammates? Was arenas there? <laughs> uh, no, Gilbert arenas was not there. Tyron so, Lou, Gordon Haywood, Richard Hamilton, Larry Hughes. Decent team, actually. Uh, no, they they were terrible. But Rip wasn't any good. Rip Hamilton wasn't. No, any Rip good? was good, but he wasn't the Rip in Detroit that like won gotcha. the championship. He wasn't there yet. But he was he was on his way. He was on his way. Um, I'm forget. Oh, um, oh my God, uh, Kwame Brown, who was whore awful. <laughs> um, Christian Leitner. Well, after sorry, that was the Jihadi trail end of Christian. The, the end of Christian Leitner. Let's clarify. <laughs> yeah, he was. He had some good years in Atlanta, and then yeah, no, De- well, nah. Detroit or yeah. yeah, where was he? Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> no, he was, no. What about Detroit? Was he not a, a crazy on Detroit? No, he was. Uh, he was good on Atlanta. He was like, uh, I think he was one time All Star in Atlanta. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of his college days. But yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of the multiple like retirements, but. Yeah, I didn't like the third one, obviously, or whatever. The second, the third comeback. I can't even keep track. I guess it would be the second comeback, the third <laughs> retirement. Did not like it, and then Favre just could never make it make up his mind. That was just too much. Well, this is what I want to understand: is that if you're going to retire, retire, mm-hmm. and if you change your mind or something changes in your life, and you think, ah, oh, shoot, I, I just got to put my head down. I want to go back. I know it's a bit embarrassing, but I'm going to go back. And I'm okay right. with that. Tennis players do it too. Hockey players very rarely do it. Mario Lemieux is obviously an exceptional case because of what he went through with his spasms and his uh, his cancer recovery. But then you see, you know, football players coming back. Then you see um, baseball players. Some like how does Roger Clemens come back three times? An I didn't injury, even know that. I didn't even. Yeah, know he that. came back three times. So mm. an injury can cause you to retire. I get that. Right. Even and Andy then he Murray. Took steroids and then came back stronger, right? So, why would you retire? Why say the word retire? Why not just say, I can't play for two years, but I do want to come back? Is there a benefit to the team or the player to say the word retire? Well, I think it's, it ha- it's confuses things, right? Because you can't just take two years off. You actually have to officially retire. I think that you're off the payroll after your contract ends, though. No. Yeah, but you still you get paid during your contract. If you retire, you still get that contract money, I believe. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, unless the team agrees to give it to you, like they did that for Andrew Luck, but that's not very common. Hmm. I just don't understand the benefits of retiring. What? I guess. I think it's beneficial for the team and for the individual as well. Isn't your spot guaranteed during the rest, even if you retire? There is no absolutes in any professional sport, ever. Right, so Brett Favre was weird because I I honestly think the Packers were ready. Like he threw an interception in the NFC Championship game, um, which cost the Packers uh, an overtime loss to the Giants. Was that the pick six? No, it wasn't a pick six. It was a pick, and then they kicked a field goal to win the game. Oh, I might and, be thinking of. Um, I think I'm thinking of Hasselback. Yeah, you're thinking of Hasselback. Yeah, um, and then I think the Packers were like, "We're ready to move on. This would be a great time for you to retire." And he he was I felt like he was kind of forced into it, so I'm not going to blame too much of that on his fault. Uh, like that's not his fault because I think they were forced him to retire so they could move on to Aaron Rodgers and start to rebuild and and be a contender again. Then he's like, "Well, I feel like I could still play. I feel like I could play." 
And <laughs> is that your bet fire? That's my bet fire. It's horrible. Uh, I just want to play. Um, so he came back, <laughs> caused stir up at training camp. They traded him to the Jets as further as far away as possible in another conference so that they didn't have to pl- play him twice a year. He played a year at the Jets. It was a little bit of a gog show. And he was like, oh, I don't know if I could play anymore. Then the Minnesota Vikings came out and were like, we're going to give you a boatload of money and you get to play Green Bay twice. And he was like, fuck yes, let's do this. Was he mad with the exit of the Packers? Otherwise, why would he do that? Okay, 100%. I just don't remember. I'm sure I I knew it. I just don't remember it. And I figured there's got to be beef there. Otherwise, why would you go against your division, Ryan? Oh, he wanted them so bad, so bad. It's a pretty fun story to watch, actually, because he he ended up dominating that year torturing them that year which was fun to watch it hurt me so much i was so conflicted during those games um but it was pretty cool to watch him light up his old team I'm not gonna so lie. you're 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 okay with retirement you're just not down with the uncertainty of going there back there back yeah there, back. that's not cool right yeah and then if you're like you know what i mean like if you're not the i don't know like some people want to play until like their legs and back go out and i'm just like why would you do that to yourself patrick ewing it's a perfect example of that. Like, didn't his he, legs go out at like twenty two? Oh my Such god! A, he was on Orlando. Beast. He was like on some weird random teams, and he was terrible. One of the saddest, saddest careers that came to an abrupt halt to me is Sean Kemp. Do you remember yeah. how scary, how oh, scary he was on the Seattle Sonics? I remember very well. Sean Kemp was a, a freak of nature. He was the best player in the ninety six finals, and they lost it to the Bulls. Hands down, it was Peyton Kemp. And Tramp. Can you imagine? Yep. Those three unstoppable. I don't know the other two. You probably do. Uh, Hershey Hawkins and then Irvin Doesn't Johnson. Doesn't matter. Doesn't or matter. Brakowski, either one. Oh, either it one must have been Brakowski. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> no one said his name those whole <laughs> those whole playoffs. <laughs> I remember going to Florida and uh, I saw an Orlando Magic game. I don't know what year it was, early 2000s. And I was with my brothers and I, I saw Sean Kemp running up the floor in a Magic jersey. And I didn't know it was Sean Kemp. And I go, who is that very out of shape guy <laughs> pulling up his shorts as he runs back on D? And I looked at the program. I couldn't see where we that we were in the we were in the nosebleeds. Right. And Sean Camp and I said I forgot he plays for this team. It was a really sad sight because he was my brother had his poster all over his bedroom when he was in Seattle. He was just rim rocking like I've never seen. Yeah, he was a beast. He was a monster. That lockout year killed him. I don't know what happened, but. It's unfortunate. All right. Sorry, that got off track, but I like talking no. about it. Okay, you're no, up. No, no, that's cool. Um, all right. So I don't know if you were watching the Raps game tonight, but there was a little bit of an altercation. Um, so last year in the bubble. Oh, can I guess? Is this Gordon? Yeah. I did yeah. happen to catch it. Go ahead. You did. So last year in the bubble, Kyle Lowry had like a pretty, not a great foul on Aaron Gordon. Took a really bad spill. Um and I guess he like like all hockey players do. They put that in the memory bank for the next for the next outing. They played tonight. Kyle Lowry was running back on defense. Aaron Gordon was kind of posting towards the basket in transition, and he caught Lowry with a a shot forearm shiver. Forearm shiver. Look type. It was kind of a little bit of a flop, but from uh, Lowry. No, yeah, but. It Not from like Lowry. It. He went Lowry flying. doesn't flop. Beach, Lowry doesn't flop. We know <laughs> okay, that. Okay, you're being sarcastic. I like yes, it. Yes, finally um, <laughs> clued in on that. <laughs> so, it was a flop. Then I'm, it was a flop. I'm, I'm also thinking, though, like, 
if you're get hit like that unexpected, you're probably going to go flying, but I don't know. Anyways, you don't fall like that. Listen, I saw it. Yeah. What'd you, yeah what, I, I what thought the same thing. Yeah. It was a, it was a direct attempt at hitting Lowry. I agree <laughs> with that. Lowry did not have to whip his head back and fly his hands up in the air and fall on his stomach like that. It doesn't have to happen that way. You could fall. Right. But his embellishment was classic Lowry. And I love Lowry, but he's hard to watch sometimes with his antics because the fouls, he, ne- he never fouls, but he always gets fouled. That gets, tire- that gets yeah. tiresome. Really, really yeah. tiresome to watch. I agree. Now, they called it a flagrant one, which seems fine because it was just a hard foul. And I got no issues with Gordon doing it, but it was such a... Like, do it in a more secretive way. I thought it was pretty blatant. What do you think? It was very blatant. It was dirty, but I mean, it's honestly, it's part of the game. Like, I, th- I, I, don't know. I have no, that if that's your revenge, that's very sad to me, man. Like, <laughs> and do something just, better. Unfortunately, like he, karma is a, is a bitch because he uh, ended up busting up his ankle bad later on in the game and that sucks i don't want to ever see anyone get hurt so did you notice that he actually left the court during the flagrant foul review no i didn't did so while they were reviewing it to see if it was a flagrant he walked down the tunnel with a slight limp and i ended up just leaving i wasn't i didn't watch it from there but if you're saying he hurt himself later in the game he had already injured himself because he went to the bubble and they made it very clear he's not leaving because he's been kicked out they still haven't decided if it's a flagrant one or two and so he obviously tweaked something. Okay, because did you uh, see? Did you see him on crutches? Did you see what the ankle looked like? N- no. Wow. Interesting. So he must have. Huge. It was like the size of a soccer ball. It was massive. How long after the the flagrant did that? They sho- they showed that. Um, I think it was between a third. I think it was third or fourth quarter. They showed him on crutches going to get X rays. And the incident happened late in the first or early in the second quarter? Yeah, around there. Yeah. Hmm. I think it was an injury that happened early in the game and he played Possibly. through it. You know Possibly. how it is, right? Ankle injuries are <laughs> kind of hurts. Then you're playing and it's you just deal with it. And then the second you stop, it's like you count to 30 seconds and your throbs hit your brain and it's unbearable. So it must have been, or he reaggravated it when he came back. I'm not sure. But I Maybe actually have too. something about Gordon I don't really love. I... I don't know what it is. He definitely, yeah. I, I just, something about him. I don't know. But that move was. <laughs> it was I a cheap shot. Like, it was a cheap shot for sure. It was just like, they always teach you in basketball. If you're going to foul somebody, make sure he doesn't miss. And if in this case, if you're going to get revenge on something big, don't just do a forearm shove. It's just kind of a waste. I'm okay with a hard foul, which is what Lowry did. Especially like, yeah, I'm okay with a hard foul. A cheap shot, it's, it's a bit much. But like, I mean. It'd be funny would be if like it's a I, layup. He should just punch him in the face during a layup. That like <laughs> as he's walking, instead of taking a charge, you wait, you wait, and then you just punch him while he leaves the ground. Yeah. Would I that mean, be a flagrant one or a flagrant two? That would be a flagrant two for sure. Punching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, can you say you've never cheap shot at someone in a basketball game? I'm pretty sure you cheap shot at me, actually. Soccer. I cheap shot all the time. Yeah. So I yeah. and I have too as well. It's it happens. It's Whatever. I don't ever in basketball because I feel like I'll always get caught. The refs are right really? there in basketball and there's two of them. Whereas We're, soccer, the yeah. pitch is massive and there's one That's ref. True. They don't see anything. That's true. That's a lot to cover. Remember when I ref that soccer game for you? <laughs> Dust Bowl. <laughs> so to give some history, I was playing in a, in a soccer game here in Ottawa maybe 10 years ago and the ref didn't show up. It was under the lights. It was a shitty field with almost no grass. 
and Beach came to watch, or he needed. A, you may have needed a ride somewhere after. <laughs> I needed came. a ride. <laughs> there was usually there a reason. The there was usually a reason why I, I I would show up to one of your games. Yeah, I was like, yeah, hey, I can give you a ride, but you got to watch this for ninety minutes. You're like, that's fine. I'll take ninety minutes of this versus DLC transpo. That's <laughs> pretty much what you elected to do. Yeah. So you're watching, and I came up to you, and I was like, Beach, I know you're sitting here in jeans and a hoodie, but uh, we don't have a ref, so. We need to be wondering, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. We're leaving. I was like, no, no, no. I'm just saying, hey, would you be up for refing this game? And <laughs> I can't believe you said yes. One of the worst, worst officiated games I've ever oh, seen. Oh, <laughs> for sure. I, what was the, I think the score was like 11-8. I barely called any offsides. I was going to say, I've never seen a whistle swollen so quickly. <laughs> you blew the whistle to start the game, and I swear you misplaced your whistle. You lost it. <laughs> You were Man, afraid to call anything. I was sneezing too because of all the dust in the air. Like it was bad. I remember that. I remember. I that. loved it. That was a lot of cheap shots in that game because you. <laughs> <laughs> I you had no care. idea. You didn't know where the ball was. You I didn't did know. not care. I did not care at all. I did not. I care. think you may have called a foul once, and someone says, "No, it wasn't." You're like, "Okay, fine, it wasn't." <laughs> I was like, "Play on, let's go." Sure, Come you're on. right. Go ahead. Uh, that was yeah. Fun. That's a good reference. What was that in reference to? What was our topic? Uh, we were talking about cheap shots, cheap shots, and then how, how we get does, to refereeing. How does Gordon oh. cheap shotting Lowry turn into you refing one of my soccer games? <laughs> uh, we were talking about soccer. Okay, this is what happened. Uh, you were it's talking. Okay. About, it's okay. We don't have any time. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> it's funny. I was going to bring up. Uh, I was going to bring up the Raptors as well. Oh, you were going to bring that up. I was going to, but I can okay. switch something over. I'm going to do something different. I like that retirement segment. That was pretty cool. I was caught off guard by that. That was good. Yeah, there's just all sorts of random topics that I want to bring about. And um, this one's not random. It's total, like the opinion column in the newspaper. People still read those. Hockey goons are mm. something that we all know about. They're, they don't have much skill and they're just straight line hits. That's it. You don't see many of those anymore because those goons are actually getting skilled. Now, one of my least favorite players in the league and it's not a popular choice, is Tom Wilson. Mm. I don't like the fact that he recklessly attacks players. But unfortunately, I, I lose that argument because people look at me and say, the guy's like the second top scorer on the team. So I fight with that because if he just hit properly with technique and didn't just headhunt, which I think he does, and take full charges at everybody, he's a great hockey player. And the problem is everyone wants him on the team. So what's your thoughts? Same with like someone like Kachuk on Calgary. They're very skilled. They're very gritty. People are scared of them, but they also go after people's heads. And whether people push back on me and say, oh, it's unintentional, unintentional contact to the head, I can assure you players like that know what they're doing. Yeah, for sure. They know what they're doing. And honestly, I'm kind of, I think every team needs one of those. To be honest, that's you the need, problem. They do you, because otherwise yeah. you get your ass kicked because there's no there's no comeback, there's no retribution, there's no bull like there's no bully to protect you. Yeah, you need someone who walks that fine line, who pushes the envelope a little bit. Because I mean, hockey for for generations is all about being tough. I mean, they're some of the toughest athletes. These guys play with no teeth. They get punched in the face repeatedly, and they just keep going. Like it's just you need those guys on your team. And you need them there to keep people honest. You need them there to make sure that the top defense on every team, the top defenseman on every team is looking over their shoulder every time a puck gets dumped in. Like you got to, 
Sorry, you know on. the top. I was gonna say that you know the top line on the other team is skating with their heads up on a swivel constantly All the because time. he's always matched up against the top line. So absolutely, if you have a soft first line, you're you're as a coach, you're like, oh shit, I just hope, I hope Wilson <laughs> doesn't take them out. And then they know that, and they skate awkwardly. They pass rushed. They they yeah. dump the puck in just so they can stay alive in the shift. I'm just wondering, do you? Do you like when they make those hits? Because some people are like, whatever, he's doing his job, he's hitting. Or do you think, okay, those guys are unfortunately crossing the line? I'm good with hits to injure. I'm sorry, I'm good with... <laughs> wow. <laughs> Whoa, that Whoa, was not what I expected dark. at all. That's dark. What's wrong with me? <laughs> um, I'm good with hits to, to hurt, not to injure. So I don't want them going after people's heads and knees and stuff, but like a good, solid, bone-crushing hit, Absolutely. Like Here's if I'm a issue. coach, I totally I'm a coach, agree with I'm you. With it. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Yeah. But you don't see that as often anymore. Well, I mean, I mean, it's so fast. It's I don't think it's necessarily intentional. I just think sometimes like guys are lowering their head, the other guys trying to lower. So, you know, and it just it happens so fast sometimes. I don't necessarily think it's intentional, but I just think they get a little amped up, they're going full speed. And wrong place, wrong time sometimes. But it's a lot of the same guys though, Beach. I mean it coincidence is. can only happen so many times. When you uh, got did you see that Dylan Dubay hit on the Habs? I did, I saw it. But I mean it's when you blatant live, like Yeah. When you uh, listen, you I know it's terrible, but you need a little bit of that. You need a guy on every team that does that. Because you want those those stars, those Petrangelos, those Eric Carlsons, the the Chabots, you want those guys looking over their shoulder. You want, you don't, the last thing you want is those guys feeling really comfortable coming out of their own zone uh, or anywhere on the ice. Cause if, so if you named three defensemen, you named three defensemen there. Was that intentional? Yeah, that was oh, intentional okay. for okay. sure. Cause they're usually the ones going to get the puck in the deep and in, in their own end. So I, anything to make, if you don't make those guys uncomfortable, you're, 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 you're not going to win a hockey game. It's plain and simple. Cause those guys are so talented they can do whatever they want. But if you keep them honest, especially at the start of the game, they're going to be looking over their shoulder every everywhere they go. And I guarantee they're not going to try anything fancy. Yeah, I know. This is a topic that I'm 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 usually alone on because I just wish they could hit properly. I wish they could hit hard, as hard as they physically can. But when you see a guy turning, I feel like there's a lot of times where the antagonist can see the head in a susceptible position and they just continue. That really bothered. Like Mark Savard should be not still playing, but that career <laughs> ending made me so that, that one, that one stuck with me. I'm not laughing so many at the hits. fact. I'm not laughing at the fact that he's not playing. I'm laughing at the fact that you said he still should be playing. <laughs> he's, he's, he's like, uh, yeah. he would have been 48, right? He's up there. Yeah. He's up there for sure. Okay. That's it. I, honestly, I, that, that topic just will always get to me because every time I'm watching Tom Wilson, I see him scoring two goals a game and I think, yeah, but he's a dick. Like he, he clearly attempts to injure. He is someone who I think hits to injure. Like you, but like you mentioned, look at the teams that win. So you look at Boston, they got Marchand. He, he walks that fine line. You look at, uh, you look at, um, Washington, well, the, the caps. Yeah. It's Wilson. Right. You just like, you can pick Chicago. They used to have, um, what was his name? Oh my God! Uh, oh, defensive forward Shaw on Chicago. 
Oh, then he went to the Habs. He's just an agitator. Even Gallagher, not that he right. hits dirty. Well, Gallagher's pretty, he's just aggressive and dirty. Montreal hasn't won in a long time, so that's a bad example. But Oh, you, your team's, <laughs> teams that win? Yeah, yeah but, teams that Well, look at Pitts, have one. Remember Pittsburgh? They had the, was it Cook. Samuelson? Ulf Cook. Samuelson? Ulf Samuelson oh, and Cook. then Matt Cook and... Like, who was the Sens? Yeah. When the Sens made it to the 07 finals, who was their, who was their guy? Uh, Chris Neal. Yeah, and we had Martin Lapointe. We Wasn't also had our goalie, we also had our goalie, Ray Emery, rest in peace, who was, <laughs> who would scrap yeah. with anybody. Yeah, oh, that's Sabres, that's Sabres Sen fighting Sabres. Oh, we'll have to talk about that one, one segment. We'll bring it up randomly, I'm sure. All right, so that's the end of our topics, but something I wanted to do this week, Beach, and I forgot to tell you in advance, and that is sure. I, I have a correction that I wanted to bring up because I listened to our podcast last week and I thought, oh shit, that's not right. So I wanted to correct myself. Aaron Rodgers, Jeopardy mm. host job will actually not be a two-week stint. It will be, like you said, one episode. So in his off-season, he will record one episode and that's it. It's not a tryout. It's nothing like that. They are trying out other people, but for him, it's just a one-off celebrity outing. So I wanted to clear the air on that one. Secondly, uh, you, you can't, you can't see me guys, but I'm, I'm doing a fist pump right now. Doing a fist <laughs> pump. Wait, wouldn't you be happier with the fact that he was doing two weeks? Yeah, but I'd rather be right. Yeah, Cause I'm not, uh, I'm not, yeah. The definition of selfish. Yep. You guys, you guys celebrate sometimes. It doesn't happen all the time. So when you're right, you guys celebrate. Did you celebrate after the last green Bay game? Oh, he went mm -hmm. there, eh? mm -hmm. um, just letting you know, the Sens are losing seven, three, uh, Oilers just scored. I know, but it was four, one. So we mm. did score two more goals. Mm. Okay. I just watched nurse score a seventh goal. That's pretty bad. <laughs> seven, three in the second period, right? Third period. Are you sure it's the third? I'm pretty yeah, sure. It, uh, it might be the second. Oh, uh, you remember right. Edmonton is two hours behind us. Come on. Two Therefore two. it is eight 30 there oh it's the second damn it you're right seven goals in two periods Ew. okay sorry continue go ahead um and that was it well tennis sangren i said is 56th in the world he's actually 50th so he's a much oh. better tennis player than i quoted you okay and i think there was one of them but i forget what it was but i think it was key that i talk about that aaron Rodgers thing because i i felt bad when i said that and i was hoping akbar could stat check for us now there's I'm plenty more Australian open chatter to come up. It starts in seven days. I think I started, it starts today. It starts next Monday. Oh, okay. I was all excited. I was like, am I going to stay up late and watch the Aussie open? Nope. Not no. happening. <laughs> no, that's my baddie. It's uh, it's next Sunday and we're going to have Akron okay. on here because he's a huge tennis guy. And uh, he wants to talk about the fact that Novak Djokovic has gained 25 pounds since the last tournament. That's significant weight gain. I don't know if it's intentional, if it's from, his deprived two weeks of his jail <laughs> in the hotel. Okay. Um, or if it's a muscle thing, I don't know. Uh, we're just going to give uh, Akbar a good segment on the Australian open. Cause he's a total tennis uh, guru. I love it. I love it. But that's it. I wanted to get those corrections in there, Beach. All right. Well, we're going to sign off again. Thanks for listening. Looking uh, forward to episode four and uh, again, Akbar on here, but uh, again, uh, we just want to take a few seconds to say thank you for the likes, the attention, the the positive comments. Great um, feedback from everybody. Very, yeah, very impressive. The feedback, it's definitely helpful. Um, and also another reminder that Black Lives Matter. Thank you. Take See you later, everybody. Thanks for listening.